21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. In 2015, I fired my biggest client. He was 94.3% of my business. I was left with about $1,500 a month of recurring revenue. Over the next couple of months, I encouraged one person to leave. I fired somebody. And like many of you listening, I struggled to make payroll. I maxed out two lines of credit. I refinanced my house and took out all the equity. I maxed out all my credit cards. And I remember so clearly applying for that last credit card. I got it, a whopping $900 limit. And the night it came, I waited until 11 p.m. because I was so mortified about what I was about to do. And I went to a bank on the other side of town so that no one would recognize me. And I did a cash advance for every possible penny. And then I was at the door of the bank the next morning to deposit that cash so that I could make payroll. And I was scared. I was petrified, in fact. And I was asking myself questions that you might have asked too. Can my business survive? What if this doesn't work? And it was in that minute, sitting in the ATM drive-through at 11 o'clock at night, I sat back in my seat and I realized I'm a fraud. I realized that I was struggling with the same things my clients struggle with. And then the next morning, when I was at the bank, sliding that stack of $20 bills across the counter, I wondered if the teller could tell that my business was on the brink. And the big question was, on the brink of what? I own a fractional CFO company. We spend all day helping companies that are too small for a full-time CFO get the strategic advice they need to grow and be profitable. And I needed to hire myself. Now, instead of worrying about making payroll and wondering if I'm going to be able to keep the whole team, we are constantly hiring. Instead of trying to figure out if a charge is going to go through on my credit card, I'm fully out of debt. And instead of being scared that my company isn't going to make it, I am confident in the decisions I am making and that our profitability will continue to grow. I believe that every company deserves strategic financial advice 
to help them grow and be profitable. We believe in running a company based on the rule of thirds. And here it is. One third of revenue goes to paying your people. One third goes to overhead and one third of revenue goes to profit. And I know it sounds simple, but it's actually harder to implement than most people think. I think the first place to look when we're talking about the rule of thirds, first of all, we need to talk about, we're not talking about revenue, we're talking about gross profit. So it's revenue minus the cost of goods sold, right? So it's gross profit. The place where we see companies overspend the most is in people. And it's not uncommon for us to see companies or firms spending 60 or 70% of their gross profit on employee costs. You know, everybody always tells you that you should pay people the going rate in the marketplace. And I say that's wrong. I'm telling you to create compensation packages that are customized for your firm. And the response I usually get is, hey, bro, you know, that sounds great, but how do I do it? And when we first start working with a client, we do what's called a profit finder. And we go over the results on a call. And um, we had a, a client that we did this and she was way over on payroll. And so we started looking and um, one of the things we discovered was that she was not getting a good multiple on her people. They were not producing enough to cover their own salaries, overhead, and for her to make a profit. So we had to change the compensation structure for those people. And once we did that, she we ran the profit finder again and, and she still wasn't making. They, her, she, the payroll costs were still too high. So we realized that we needed um, to move more work through the company. And um, I'm a big believer in EOS, the book Traction by Gino Wickman. And in it, he says, everybody needs a number. And that's right. Everybody needs some kind of number that they're responsible for. So we gave everybody in Heather's company a number, and then we held them accountable. And what happened when she sat down every week and said, you either A, made your number, what enabled you to do that, or B, you didn't make your number, what stopped you from doing that, is that production went up by 40%. And it has stayed at that higher number for, I don't know, about four years now. And it's that discipline that has made the difference. I had a sales call one day 
and um, we weren't even 15 minutes into the sales call. And John said, hold on a second. Let me go get my credit card from the car. Can we start on the first? And I, I never had anybody buy from me in 15 minutes. So he goes, he gets his credit card. I get the credit card number from him. And I'm like, well, John, we've got 45 minutes left. Is there anything else you want to work on today? What set him apart in that call was the fact that he made a decision fast. He grew his company. His company had been stuck at five and a half million for about three years at that point. He worked with us for about five years. He grew from five and a half million to just over 20 million. He's going to do 24 million this year. And it's that quick decision making that set him apart. He was not afraid to act. Um, there's a guy named Boyle or Doyle. Can't remember exactly, but he created the Oda loop, which is used in the military. And it's a way to review what's going on and make corrections. And he created Boyle's law out of that. And what that says is the person who iterates the fastest is the person that's going to win. And um, that's why John wins. John makes decisions. And he told me that. He said, we're going to fail, but we need to fail forward. We need to change. And if people in my company aren't willing to change, then they shouldn't be in my company. He knew he was going to make mistakes, but he knew that it was a bigger mistake to not make a decision and not move forward. And I think that is a great lesson for entrepreneurs. If you have an issue on the table and you're talking about it with your leadership team and you have a discussion and no to-dos come out of that discussion and there is no resolution and you come back and you have another meeting about that same issue, you are not doing yourself any favors and your company is not going to be successful because you are not iterating, you are not solving problems and you are not moving forward. I started Cathedral Capital because I was working for my family and we hired a consultant to help with sales and marketing. And his client started coming to me and saying, can you do for us what you do for your family? And I was surprised, actually. I was shocked. And that was when I realized that entrepreneurs are great and are passionate about the product or the service they're providing, but they are very often intimidated by the business side of their business. And they don't make decisions based on data. They make decisions based on a gut instinct, which don't get me wrong, is usually pretty good. But the problem with making a decision on a gut instinct is that you make it at three in the afternoon and then you're having dinner with your family and you make the whole decision again. 
and then you wake up at 3 a.m. and you make the decision again. And then you're talking to a client at 10 a.m. the next day and you make the decision again and that's exhausting. So I started CathCap to help entrepreneurs look at the numbers in their business and run their company based on those numbers. Because when you look at the actual data, when you look at the numbers, you make a decision just once. And just like a doctor can look at your x-ray and know everything they need to know about the bones, just like a lawyer can read a brief and know everything they need to know about your case, a CFO can look at your financials and know an immense amount about your company. And that's what we do. Our starting place is your financials. We can look at that and use that as a diagnostic tool. They tell us everything that's happening, where you're overperforming and where you're underperforming. It points us to those places where we need to go look and dig deeper. I can't always fix all of your problems, but I can sure identify them. And that's really helpful. The question I get asked over and over and over again when I speak is, you know, hey, Brooke, why did you fire that client that was such a huge proportion of your business? And it's actually quite an easy answer. He wasn't a core value match. I felt like I spent all my time standing between him and my team. And that was no way to build a happy team. Culture is the bedrock of any company. And culture is based on your core values. Core values aren't just some inspirational words that are slapped up on the walls on posters. They are action-oriented phrases that mean something to you and your team that are used every single day. That is what you base all rewards, promotions. You use it to hire and fire. They're the bedrock of everything. And I realized he wasn't a core value match. My sister was one of the people who worked for me at the time, and she basically told me to suck it up, buttercup. But I knew that that wasn't healthy for the team. And so I fired him. Well, firing him wasn't very healthy for me personally. <laughs> that was a rough couple of years. I did not take care of myself very well because I was so stressed. I ran a loss for 26 months straight. And that's hard and that's scary. But I knew what I wanted for the company. I had a vision and that vision was really strong. I could almost touch it, taste it, 
feel it, smell it. And because the vision was so strong, I could walk through fire to get to it. And I did for 26 months straight. And as a result, we have an incredible culture at CAFCAP. We live our core values. We talk about our core values. They are a part of who we are every day. We don't just pay lip service to them. We live And that's important. Our core values are be a partner, own it, constantly grow, find the fun, and live the integrated life. We had an employee post on LinkedIn recently about this incredible job that she was able to do. And she could work from home and take care of her family and do really exciting, rewarding work and be present with her friends and her husband. And she was amazed that there were companies out there like this. And I put that down to our core values. And you've got to prioritize them. I mentioned earlier that we use a tool called the Profit Finder with our clients. And what it does is it goes through and well, it does exactly what it says. It helps you find more profit in your business. And I love this tool and I love it so much that I want to make it available to everybody listening today. So if you look in the show notes, there's a link you can click and it will take you to a free copy of the Profit Finder, where if you put in some information, it will tell you what is happening in your business and where you are doing well and where you can do better and what to do about it. Twenty-first Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Imagine a space where triumphs, trials, and tales of entrepreneurship come alive. Welcome to the 21st Century Entrepreneurship Podcast, a gold awarded journey hosted by Martin Piskorik, connecting with listeners in 95 countries and ranking in the top 0.5% of all podcasts. Join our exclusive community, elevate your perspective, and embark on the path to success.